You're listening to the Delay of Game podcast with your hosts, Matt and Wit. Hey there, guys. Welcome back to another awesome episode of the Delay of Game podcast. It's your incredible hosts, Wit and... It's Matt. Hey, everybody. Guys, we're coming down the stretch. And if your team is in the playoffs, you are hyped. And if your team isn't in the playoffs, you're already looking forward to the draft. There's so many things you could be looking forward to at this point of the season. I'm so excited, Matt. I was going to say, unless you're the Raiders and the Broncos, <laughs> there's there's not a lot of, to be helpful there. <laughs> oh, wait, no. You can add the Cardinals to that list now that Kyler Murray tore his ACL. Oh, gosh, man. You hate to see it. They, they weren't going anywhere, but I, they were still kind of in the hunt. The problem with them is that they went all in on Murray and... In uh, are you Kingsbury, talking about coach? Yeah, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury, and it is completely failing on them. Oh yeah, but hell, even before he got hurt, like they didn't look good. They were playing an inept Patriots team that just fell into a win. I, uh, as a Cardinals fan, I I gotta believe you're just I don't know broken inside. You were so high last year, like halfway through that season, and since yeah. then it's been shit. Just one thing after the other. And that's the weird thing about the NFL, right? Like, it it can humble you so quick, season to season. Or in the playoffs, and for someone's team, someone I'm looking at. Okay, at least my team makes it to the playoffs every other season. So, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I guess that's slightly better. To be one and done than to not make the playoffs at all. Hey, you make it to the dance and you got a chance, buddy. Okay, that was my motto in high school. That's my motto today. And Washington's chances improved a lot this week. Just to throw that there, you thought you were going to get away from Commander's Talk because they were on a bye? <laughs> no, I'm bringing it in. Both teams well, ahead of them, well, kind of tied with them, both lost. So they're sitting pretty at number six right now. Well, then fuck it. Without further ado, let's jump right into it. I think the giant, the uh, the Lions and the Vikings game is a hell of a place to start. Wow. The Lions are making a strong push. I wrote them off a few weeks ago when people were saying, could the Lions make the playoffs? They very well could. They are playing great football right now. 100%. The fact that the Lions are 6-7 and seven and they're still scratching and clawing for a, a chance at the wild card, that's got to be huge if you're a Dan Campbell fan, right? Just seeing how that team has progressed, the way their defense has started to come together, you know what that offense can do. It's encouraging. Their offense put up a ton. This was an offensive shootout. They were able to keep the Vikings from scoring, though. They both had over 400 total yards. And today, though, Detroit scores 34, which Minnesota only gets 23 on the board. Huge difference. But let's be honest. 23 is a about what you get from the Vikings. They've gotten a lot of lucky bounces. We've said it a bunch of times. They are the biggest fraudulent double-digit win team there is right now. The 10-3, and three, I think, is what they're at. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're they are. pretty at 10-3. and three. They do not feel like a 10-3 and three team. They really don't. And the crazy thing is, I, I'm not even going to try to speculate on NFC South, but you know that the... Uh, the Packers are out of it already. You know the Bears aren't going to compete. I'm looking at I'm looking ahead. You can't help but do that. I don't think there's a chance that the Vikings catch up to take the the number one spot in that division. But I think it's going to be competitive. 
competitive in the division. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, in their division. Who's Between the Lions? With them in the divi- oh, the Lions. Gotcha, the Lions. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Get your life together, Matt. I forgot they were division rivals. Yeah. The Lions very well might be competing next year for them. You know, it's going to oh, be yeah. neck and neck. If they can keep building the right way. No, it's cool. Hey, no, no, you're fine. Taco just wants to, you know, be involved he's, in our in our podcast. He's agreeing with me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you called this a year ago with the hire Dan Campbell. Listeners should not be surprised at the Lions' resurgence under Mr. Campbell. Exactly, and the other part of it is their uh, their draft picks. It cannot be understated enough. Are hitting Penesul appears to be a stud. Jamison Williams. First game back, gets a huge blown coverage touchdown. Like their their draft picks are working, and that's the difference between these good teams and these f- splash in a pan teams. Well, Amon Ross St. Brown, what fourth round receiver? Fourth round. We yeah. love those value receivers because you see them hit quite often. And exactly. The resurgence, reemergence of Jared Goff. They kind of. Or this year looks like they got the better of the deal. All those picks and golf playing at a high level. 100%. And they've already come out and said they don't see Jared Goff as a bridge quarterback. There's no reason that you should. I would. you got to be excited. If you can find a guy who fits the system that well and is building chemistry, definitely. Exactly. Hopefully he'll understand that he has a fit here and he'll take a good contract to stick around. You would hope, right? You would hope. So we'll have to see how that plays out. But this team is building things the right way. They are taking energy from their head coach. And they're biting people's knees. And they're, they're winning <laughs> some true. games. It's pretty impressive. Now, now I, don't wanna, I don't want us to get too far into the weeds. I want us to actually talk about the game a little bit. But just think. They've got the number four overall pick right now and the 15th overall pick. Imagine what they're able to do. The way they've been able to flip picks season over season, right? Someone's going to want to jump into the fourth to grab themselves a quarterback or up up into that top five spot to get a quarterback. What are they going to flip that into? Like you have confidence in this front office now. They've been doing things the right way. That will be a lot of fun to see come the offseason. Now, for this game, if I told you that Kirk Cousins threw for under, over 400 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, Justin Jefferson had a fucking day. At oh. 223 yards and they lose the game yeah that's insane to me so the one thing that you left out which i think is pretty indicative of exactly how the game went was dalvin cook's rushing yards right yeah. that's where it is they really live and die on those wins with dalvin cook it feels a lot he is just really that heartbeat of the offense at least for scoring and really controlling the team because their defense is that bad. Yeah. That's the thing about Dalvin Cook. He runs hard. He controls the clock. He man keeps the game in short distances. You don't have to ask a whole lot of Kirk Cousins. Now, this game is very Cousins-esque, right? Huge numbers, but no results. <laughs> yes. It's a perfect way to put it. Right? Like, again, you just have to think that at some point you were going to catch the real Vikings. And I think we're starting to see it. We've seen them have problems either. Well, they've been winning close this whole season, right? Mm-hmm. So they haven't had any big real dominant wins over really good teams. 
Not at all. So that's had us worried. They've lost. They've gotten super close to losing a bunch of games. They've had to make miraculous stops or, you know, last minute touchdowns. Got lucky on the commanders. Like just craziness happening for them to win. Exactly. That's a bunch hard of lucky bounces to carry into the playoffs and expect it to continue. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. I think what we're going to be talking about, what most of uh, sports media is going to be talking about in two seasons, or I'm sorry, in two weeks, is what happened to the Vikings. Are they going to be a first round bounce? Like we can already see it coming. The, this train has left the station. Well, right now they'd be playing the Commanders, who might be seeking revenge. They just barely beat them the oh, last sorry. time. I might get that wrong. They'd be playing the Giants. That would be the oh. worst playoff game I can think of. <laughs> oh my god, that would be awful. Well, you know what? I've I've seen one horrendous uh, playoff game, and it actually included the Vikings. What was it like two years ago? That Seattle game where it was like I don't know five to six or something. <laughs> it was the most ridiculous playoff game imaginable. So it would it would make perfect sense that they would be involved in part D. All right. Well, I think that's enough on that one. Let's move on to what's another big surprise. I was really surprised with how well the Chargers handled the Dolphins. You know what? I would love that you brought that up because that was going to be my next thing. I think when you have the opportunity to see two young quarterbacks, there's been questions about and one guy completely elevates his team. I think that puts all of the questions at rest. Of course, we're talking about Justin Herbert, right? There's a big difference when you watch them. Tua has yes. shown a lot this year. He's progressed a lot. You can just, from watching Justin Herbert, you can just tell he's on that different level. The um, the eye test is there. Like He just passes that eye test pretty easily. Oh, definitely. He definitely. makes ridiculous throws consistently. Mm-hmm. While Tua, on the other hand, he can get guys who are open. We know that not much. Doing as much to make plays and, like you said, elevate play. Right. We already knew how good Tua could be with open receivers. We saw that in Alabama. Like <laughs> that should not have been a shock to anybody. But what we are seeing now is teams have film on this team, and they're adjusting to their offense. And that offense doesn't have answers right now. That's what I was going to bring up. So we talked about it a few weeks ago, or I did, on what they were doing to get guys open. They were using that speed to then create levels, really spread out the defense, and typically somebody with that speed got wide open. Well, now Mm -hmm. teams have noticed that, hey, if we get physical at the line, these smaller, quick receivers are going to be tough for time with it, and it's going to mess up timing on everything. It's not going to create that nice three guys dragging across at the different levels all at the same time, which is really difficult on the defense. If one of those guys gets slowed up, now it's a lot easier. So we're seeing teams, like you said, react, and it's really making things tough on Miami. Oh, yeah. And what's the crazy thing to me is if you look at the numbers from that game, and you're talking about like two us, we were talking about two us, so I'm going to talk about his stats. 10 for 28 for 145. Like 60 of that came from Tyreek Hill. That's crazy. Yeah, I texted you early on. It was like 100 yards. He had like five uh completed passes and one of those was 60 he had a tough game and it's been a couple weeks now where Mm -hmm. it's been difficult so they were hot super early teams adjust though look at what happens the last six weeks 
once teams exactly. have started to adjust some, if he can get back going, that's one thing. But if he continues this trend, that could be bad news going into next year. And I think that's, and I don't mean to switch subjects, but I think that's what's most impressive to me about the Eagles right now. Teams have film and they're still being dominant. Not like what we were talking about before with the Cardinals, where they were dominant early and then they petered out. We're seeing it again right now with the Dolphins. God, it sucks that the commanders laid out this beautiful plan to beat the <laughs> Eagles. Oh my God. And no other team can follow through with it. Yeah, you got your you got your claim to fame. Just stick to it. <laughs> I mean, but for the record, I'm the one who called that upset. So, hey, as we saw this week, I'm using my reverse pick or bad pick to get to what I want to happen. Because I was like, oh, the Giants will win. Giants get crushed, which is what I needed to occur. Now, I don't know if crushed is the right, I guess, adjective to use because they got dick slapped, molly whopped, <laughs> dragged like. That was not even a game. Like by, I want to say the second quarter, you knew it was going to get out of hand. It was ugly from the get go. And you know, what's the worst part about all that? I truly do believe that Daniel Jones could be a competent quarterback. He has no help on that team Mm -hmm. at all. I think their best skills player outside of Saquon Barkley is like Richie James. He had the best game. They have just terrible receivers. They They do. They keep swinging and missing, which is just absurd how much effort they put into getting receivers. Yeah. just failed. Like, they had, what, two of the last three cycles, they had the big wide receiver acquisition in Kelly Galladay and Darius Slayton, and both of those guys have done nothing except collect a check. Galladay is barely on the field. He's not on the field anymore because he's so bad. Darius Slayton... Could be good, but he can't catch the ball worth damn. I was going to say, the motherfucker's got bricks for hands. Yeah. <laughs> he would be pretty good if he could just catch the ball consistently. Yeah. Like, I that's Again, I feel bad for Daniel Jones. I'm not enough to care because they're in my division. If they were in another division, I would. I really would. Like He appears to have the ability to be better, but fuck that team has hampered him. Daniel Jones feels like a guy who could go to another team with good receivers. Maybe like the Panthers. And probably mm-hmm. do okay. You know, and I don't know. I'm going to get your take here. So he gives me Ryan Tannehill with the Dolphins vibes. Like, you could see that the guy could be good, but the organization just fucked him over. Going to the right spot could be every, like, that could be the change that he needs. He needs that to happen at this point. I don't think staying with the Giants is going to be great. It's just so much negative stuff has happened but they like to double down on their mistakes at least lately <laughs> well under Gettleman they did so yeah. we'll see what they end up doing but you're right like he is just getting screwed by his receivers left and right sorry i did not mean to take us off of the dolphins chargers game we just it's free flowing here to people you just got to ride the wave and just hold on tight the so chargers though if we well, come what, back to it yeah making a strong push towards the end of the playoffs here that's true. Right now, I think they're in the wild card spot okay. for the AFC. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I will fact check this live for us. They are number eight right behind the Patriots. Patriots have been playing pretty bad, though. I think. I'm forethoughting it. Like, Patriots aren't making the fucking playoffs. They're kind of competing with the Patriots and Jets for that number seven spot. Yep. So, 
I will say this. If we can if we see the Chargers in the playoffs, this is going to be the biggest test for Brandon Staley outside of the fact that it is the playoffs, but everything that we've come to know about him, the the riverboat gunslinger attitude. I think this is where he needs to learn how to rein it in. I don't think it's I don't think it's something he's going to learn, but it'll be fun to watch and if he implodes, it's going to be fun to talk about. They still haven't seemed to really take good advantage of that aggressiveness yet. Cause mm-hmm. we talked about it last year where we're at least I was throwing out like, you gotta be consistent and learn to really be your culture with it and get successful at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he's going to have enough time to do that. Cause it might take a long time because most of these guys aren't playing for teams or coming from college teams that go for it on fourth down, go for it too consistently. You just don't get that many chances where it makes sense to even try it. So to get that as a part of your culture takes a while. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think this team has a great opportunity to make some noise late into the season, get into the postseason. Now I'm torn between the next game. Well, between the the next game we want to go over either the upset between the Panthers and the Seahawks or the upset between the Jags and the Titans, both no one saw coming. So mm-hmm. I will throw it up to you. Which one do you think the listeners want to know? Want more info and a deep dive into? I was going to talk about the Jags and Titans. Let's fucking go. Let's do it. 36 from the Jags on the playoff Titans. Whew. They were hot for a while. They've cooled lately. Yeah, I, I want to say they went on like a four game run, five game run. So like everybody expect like, oh, okay, this is the Titans we're used to seeing from the past three years. This is who they are. This is what we're going to be getting. They ran into a buzzsaw in Trevor Lawrence and that Jags offense. It's three losses in a row for them. They were sitting pretty at seven and three among the top of the AFC and the three losses in a row and everything changes. Just like you said, it changes so quickly. <laughs> People's it, outlooks. It is, man. Like, it's crazy how quickly you know we think one team is the front runner to being potentially a first round exit, potentially slipping into not even making the playoffs, like week to week. But I really want to give kudos to Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. and the Jags. Right, Doug Peterson has come in, been a stabilizing figure in that head coaching position. And you're watching the maturation process of this young, incredibly talented quarterback. Like, wow. What a huge difference a head coach makes. Since week nine, he is the second highest graded quarterback per PFF. We've seen him. It's going to take, took half a season, which is, I think, perfectly understandable in a new offense. Mm -hmm. And lately, yeah, he's been great. So what well, they've been hoping for from their number one guy, which I always thought it was there. It just was on a. Oh, absolutely. So looking at that team and everything we know about Doug Peterson, he likes to build the running game, right? We've seen Trevor Lawrence get involved in the run game. I think they have Travis at at Etienne Etienne. He has the potential to be a really good running back too. I think he, they need one more. They need one more for that team to take the next step next season. Fourth or fifth round pick, please. Not oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Keep getting weapons. Christian Kirk has kind of been a bust. I wouldn't worry about. I would add more weapons to him. Did we 
think that Christian Kirk, I was going to say, did we think Christian Kirk was going to come there and be a top five receiver based on his pay? We didn't. We called it as a bad contract. He has 874 with seven, which isn't terrible, but that's respectable million dollars. That part is not respectable. Okay. For the kind of money he's making, he needs to be out there catching every pass everything gets thrown through that man he needs to be dominant week in week out and that is not the case so get some more help for them i think that shouldn't be too hard oh no uh with what we've seen from receivers lately in the draft this offense could just be going up and up and then the afc south seems open for competition it's true and i don't want to get too far into draft talk just yet but we see it every offseason quarterbacks start flying up draft boards pushing really good receivers running backs linebackers linemen down so the way it looks right now i think there's they're talking about three or four top five top ten uh quarterbacks in this draft there's going to be some real talent in the bottom end that means lots of value at those other positions you're right Absolutely. Oh, God. Now, I'm not ready for the season to be over, but fuck, I love the draft. <laughs> we both do. It's the best. It oh. is. It is. Okay. So then those are our game. Oh, those are our game recaps for the last week, right? Lots of shit has happened since then. A lot of stuff to talk about. So let's just jump right into it. We talked about it earlier. The ACL tear to Kyler Murray. Like this happened so late in the season. He's not going to be ready for the beginning of next season. What brutal. do you think this team does? Ooh. Well, first off, I was just going to say it's a brutal injury. For- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I I agree, but I think AJ Green's not there next year. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he I think he's still under contract, so he might be there, but who knows what their cap situation is going to be like, right? They don't have a running back. I don't care. Like James Conner is not the guy. Their offensive line is awful. They were getting bullied last night. That team needs a lot of help, and God, man, how quickly you fall off. It's going to be a really tough position. The only thing they really have going for them is that there's going to be a big increase in the cap. So right now, they projected to have cap for next season, Mm -hmm. about 24. So they'll have like, I don't know if that. Okay. Oh, Exactly. If they're about to roll into the season with Colt McCoy and Trace McSorley as your one and two, buckle up, guys, because Cardinals fan base is going to be a hell of a long season. Not playing up to stuff for snuff for the backup. Like, oh, yeah. It's not good. Oh, absolutely. And I actually like Colt McCoy as well, but from his days at Texas, like everything after that has been awful. The Browns were terrible. I don't care what you say. The Commanders were terrible, formerly known as the Redskins. There you go. His personality aside, I'm sure he's a nice guy. But on the football field, miss me with that shit. So I, that's that's a rough injury. You hate to see it this late. But, you know, hopefully he comes back stronger. Technology and medical and medicine and all that stuff has made those types of injuries not career-threatening anymore. Thankfully, we can expect him to come back. It's just... M- we don't know how long it's going to take, especially with exactly. Oof, uh, Chase Young, yeah, 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 and 
Yeah, but the the difference though is Chase Young hasn't been paid. They can afford to wait. You know, Kyler, that boy's already cashing checks. So, my guy, I'm gonna need you to be on this field. Like I said, joking about earlier, this hurts your future. Like next season, it's largely gonna be a wash until you think he comes back. So, yep, that's so, tough. Ugh. Now, to stay on the injury front, I do have to obligatory talk about my Cowboys. Uh, we lost our starting right tackle and Terrence Steele to a torn ACL. I'm crushed. He was playing amazing, like Pro Bowl level. The kid was good. And it, this was only his third year. Like, he hadn't even gotten his big contract yet. Nothing. I have to believe the Cowboys are going to extend him. But, oh, it hurts as we're making our playoff push. Gotta be healthy to get into the playoffs, right? Or at least to make that push. So that's yep. the absolute wrong time to have a major injury. Especially exactly. not one where you can come back from. You know, one thing and I did like, this uh, to myself. I did this to myself, Matt, because I got on my high horse two weeks ago, and I talked about how we weren't going to lose any games, and uh, Tyron Smith is coming back. Our offensive line is going to be at full strength. God has smited me. <laughs> This is why you're refusing to predict or talk about the playoffs at this point. Yep. I believe that's why I refuse to talk about playoff predictions at all. I I've learned my lesson. Little cute baby Jesus. Just don't, don't come back to me. Yeah. You guys, I don't think we did this on the pod. This was off the pod, but you should have heard what talking about how the Cowboys were not just the best team in the NFC East, the best team in the NFC. And Uh. there was nothing really in their way. To at least a championship game, if not the uh, Super Bowl. I talked a lot of shit, and it, it's all coming back and right now. And then the Texans game came, and they showed their problem. Every team in the NFC has some sort of a problem mm-hmm. that makes them not, in my mind, not be like the number one clear front contender. And the Cowboys is their inconsistent play sometimes. They have the Here. potential to be amazing, but then they shoot themselves in the foot and screw it up. So here's my thing, all right? I know that we sh- we were double-digit favorites to win, and the way this offense has been rolling, X, Y, and Z, yada, yada, yada. I get it, 100%. But this is the NFL. It's any given Sunday. Do we forget that the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles had, what, they needed a last-second desperation play to beat the Colts, right? 17 to 16. But they get a pass. That win was gritty. And it showed that this team has determination and blah, 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 blah. Cowboys essentially shit the bed for 58 minutes, pull it together to win the game. It's, well, that was very disappointing. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, these are NFL teams. These are grown men who are fighting for paychecks and food to feed their family. It makes sense that you're going to come across a buzzsaw every once in a while. I have no problem with the fact that it was a close game. I'm just happy we won. I'll take a dub. Win's a win. I will always take a win. But when we're looking ahead, we have to. We can see some of the, I don't know what, just issues that each team have. I think the Eagles have issues, unlike some mm-hmm. of these other people who want to claim that they're the best team in the league just because they have the best record. They're also yeah. playing in the NFC, which is pretty damn weak right now. It is wildly inconsistent, right? I think there's maybe. Three, four teams in the NFC, right? Like, I don't put the Vikings up there. I guess you have to because of their record, but I wouldn't. The Cowboys and then the 49ers. 49ers now have multiple injury questions. So 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. With Debo Samuel. Everyone's right? got like, their warts. So that's what I was trying to think of. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Now, just going right into the 49ers, what do you make of this quarterback situation they've got going on with Mr. Irrelevant who went out and balled? Like, Trey Lance, that trade looks worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's the big thing, right? We talked about, I think, last week with Garoppolo's resurgence. Shanahan's system is incredibly QB friendly, especially with all those weapons that he's using to full effect. And then Trey yeah. Lance can't do shit. And now Brock Purdy <laughs> comes out and looks like he should have been a number one pick. Yeah. Like, you went out there, and this isn't saying anything at this point, but you went out and outdueled the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, and it wasn't even close. Yes, they are anchored by their number one overall defense. Yes, they have a great special player and Christian McCaffrey. But do you see some of those throws? Purdy was putting dimes. He was throwing dots out there. Like, if I'm Trey Lance, I'm looking at my contract. I'm looking about how much money I can still save, how much money I can still use. Like, he better have a financial planner because, dude, you about to have a, a whole new set of problems to be dealing with come the offseason. I can't imagine that anyone's going to look at him and be like, oh, you couldn't work with Shanahan on that offense. Mm-hmm. Let's let's make it work here. No, like that's where bad quarterbacks go to get redeemed. If he yeah. can't save you, then I think you're lost. Like, I think this is about to become a, a Jets Zach Wilson situation where he's going to get the nod to start next year because of the draft status. But because of his ineptitude, they're going to turn to a guy who for all intents and purposes, you have no expectations from. And what does he do? He just goes out and wins games. That's where this is headed. You don't think it'll be Garoppolo next year? I know they've talked about being open to bringing him back. I wouldn't based on what Purdy's doing. I think Purdy might be playing better than Garoppolo. It's one game. Let's not get. No, it's two games. Well, a game and a half now. Okay. One start, but he came in for Garoppolo last week and still looked really good. Okay. okay. Well, it's still super early. But you know how highly I think of Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Yeah. So it's not too early for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway. All right. So then the next thing I wanted to talk about on the commander's front, there's talk that Chase Young may come back. He might be ready to go. You guys are about to go up against the Giants, right? Yes. We could use him back. So you saw what the Giants did against the Eagles. Do you have more confidence that you can win this time around? I do. I think they had some really unfortunate penalties that really hurt them. And then they had a couple moments where they could have taken the game over and failed to uh, utilize those opportunities or take advantage of them. Mm -hmm. Like for the first 10 minutes, they looked like they were just going to roll them. I don't expect it to be the blowout that the Eagles just did, but I do expect them to be able to handle their business a little bit better and get the dub. If anything, you know, you know, you're not going to lose to them because you didn't do that already. Right. So, you know, you're not going to lose. But I have to believe that Chase Young gives you an edge on that offensive line. Your defensive line without him was wreaking havoc. That dude is a game wrecker. You add that p- component to that defensive line, I have to believe you win this game. 
Apparently, then you guys are in control of your destiny at that point. Yeah, that'll be huge. If they can get a win this week, then we're a couple games up on the Giants. We got a tiebreaker. So that'll be great. Chase Young apparently has been healthy for a couple weeks now. It's more the mm-hmm. mental idea of coming back, going full 100% on the knee. So Makes if sense. he feels ready to go, they can just unleash him. They're going to still do it on a snap count. But if he's getting 15, 20 quality snaps, pass rushing on, you know, third and long or, you know, third and, you know, throwing situation, it's going to be trouble for the Giants. So looking ahead, because we're talking about you guys being in control of your own destiny, right? you got the Eagle. you got the Giants uh, this week. After that, you've got the 49ers, then the Browns and the Cowboys. You think two out of those four is enough to, to secure a playoff spot? Go two and two. That would be 10, six, and one. I think so. I think that's at least you're getting there at seven. There's really only, I mean, the Lions are surging. I don't know if they're going to keep it up, but they're right. a couple games back. Uh, the Seahawks and the Giants are both like a half a game or a game behind. Mm-hmm. Seahawks, I feel like, have been fading a little bit too. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, the. The shine has been diminished a little bit on that team. I agree. They're not terrible by any means. They're just not as like, oh, p- people are getting kind of high on them early. So yeah. I, I think that can get it done. I, yeah, that's what I'm kind of expecting is, you know, they can get two and two. If they can get three and one, then it's it's oh, it's locked in. But two and two, I'm hopeful. So when we're talking about just I'm transitioning to another team who is hopeful for the playoffs, right? The Atlanta Falcons, they are still in the hunt for their division at like five and eight or something. Like it's <laughs> something insane. Crazy, yes. But they've now made the call. They're switching to Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Do you think that's enough to get them over the hump? Because I don't think the Bucks can sustain. Like they're barely treading water right now. They were, had that little surge for a couple weeks where I was like, oh, Maybe they're going to win. I'm starting to believe maybe they were bouncing back because they should mm-hmm. be good on paper in my mind. I know they have some issues at key spots like the O-line, but they had so many people f- carried over from the Super Bowl. <laughs> you would think they would be good. Exactly. Uh, and so, I'm looking at the rest of the, the Buck schedule. I, I don't. I think I may see one win, and that's against the Cardinals. Like. They've got the Bengals, Panthers, and Val- Falcons coming up. Like Falcons at the end of the season, that could determine the division. Falcons are one game behind, so yeah, that could be right there. Who are the Falcons playing? I think that's going to be more important. Can they get enough wins? Well, I've got you covered right here, sir. So they've got the Saints. I think that could be a win. That could be. They've got the Ravens. If Lamar's not healthy, that could be a win. Cardinals. That Scott could Kyler, be a win. That could be a win. And then the Bucks. So considering they're not the greatest team, if you, you know, you're playing for the playoffs, win three of those, or you can get two out of the next three. And then the Bucks game is probably winning you're in. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that the, the unknown of Desmond Ritter could be good for this team. There's no tape out on him. Like he's got wheels. He's athletic. He's got an arm. They've got all the thing. He's got all the tools to be a good quarterback. He just is. A rookie he's inexperienced you don't know what to expect i think the most important thing too is the falcons aren't expecting a lot from their quarterback play right they do a lot of running with them which we know Desmond ritter should be able to do at least we feel that he should be able to do mm-hmm. and then they did a lot of just kind of underneath safe throws 
So it should be tailored for a rookie to come in and play okay. So then I'm going to ask you, do you think that they overtake the Bucks and they get the uh, the division? Let's. I'm putting you on the spot. Let's be bold, because as crypto has taught us, fortune favors the bold. <laughs> or the crooked, but whatever. <laughs> it's all come crashing down. That's why I was joking about it. Yeah, I'm you're good. Say yeah. Let's let's say fuck it. They're gonna squeak in probably at that last game. All right. So you you don't think that they get a wild card spot? You think that they get in as like the fourth seed? I don't think they can get in as a wild card spot at five and eight. I mean, oh, all the teams man. ahead of them would have to just completely lose. I mean. There's not, it's not outside their own possibility. We just talked about the Seahawks kind of fading out. Um, The commanders could lose all those games. I'm not on my high horse like somebody over here. I'm realistic. Like they could lose all four of those just as easily as they could win all four. It's like a flip of a coin for both of them. (laughs) Exactly. I'm just saying, like the Seahawks, the Giants, the commanders, like you don't really know that nothing is written in stone with the wild card. So, hell. At this point, I think the Cowboys are in the wild card. So they are, but they have ten wins or eleven. Yeah, wins or like whatever. We're ver- if we win this week, I think if we win this week, we lock in a playoff spot. Yeah, you could lose out if the other teams at like six and seven won out, and you lost out. Then I guess you could get bumped, but it would be a long shot for both. Exactly. So, all right. So all I right, want to say they beat the Bucks. That's really their only real hope. They're only a game behind. I'm gonna call it. How about you? I'm gonna put you on the spot. What are you saying? Oh, well, I do like the unknowns and all the reasons we talked about with Desmond Ritter, but I'm still going to say no. And the only reason is Tom Brady. I don't care how old that motherfucker is. You just, I don't count him out. I just don't. Super smart. Yeah. But, uh, we'll see. Like you, sir, you're risking it to win the biscuit. And I respect that. I'm playing it tight to the chest. So who do you want the Cowboys to face? Because right now you're five. Ooh, you're playing the four seed. If it's me, either the Bucks or the Falcons. Honestly, I want to play the Falcons. <laughs> like, I, I, who wouldn't want to play the Falcons? Yeah, they've got a, a good running game with Cordero Patterson, but outside of that, I think my defense can make it work. Although we do have a problem with running in our athletic quarterbacks. Hmm, maybe Tom they, Brady's the better play. They run ball all day. Now, Michael Parsons might say he wants to go sack Tom Brady, who can't That's get away true. from him. That's true. I mm, mm. Okay, I amend my statement. I want the Bucks. Yeah. Their offense doesn't scare me. Not I think our defense Yeah, I think our defense matches up very well with them. Their defense is supposed to be the cornerstone of this team, and I don't see that either. I would want to go into the wild card against them. Yeah, the Bucks might just how they've won is by rolling teams over by running the ball 50 times. That could be a, a problem for you guys. So uh, I only see that as a problem if the game is close. If True. we're up two touchdowns, that changes the landscape. Apparently, though, the Falcons will not change their offense. They will just keep running the ball even if they're down <laughs> and try to come back that way because they're just going to stick with what they know and what they do and just hope it you know wears you down enough that rest their defense where they can come back. Hey, you know what? There's got to be something to be said about not giving a shit about the situation. I'm running my offense, and it's going to be what it's going to be, and everybody else going to deal with it. <laughs> I mean, if you have Mariota or you have Desmond Ritter, you can't really assume you can throw the ball 50 times and come back and win. That's a loss. That's fair. 90% of the time. That That is a very fair assessment of that team. 
So, oof. Yeah. I, you know what? Anything out of the NFC South, I'm happy with. <laughs> Let's go with that. Just Anything out of the NFC their South. finest. I don't care. <laughs> That's right. Any one of them wants to volunteer as tribute, I'm perfectly comfortable with this. That's so, fine. That's the funny thing right now with me at number six. Number six, we're currently playing. If things ended and we played playoffs today, Commanders are playing the 49ers. Oof. We got the short straw in Oof. those matchups. No, you know what's wild? The Vikings over the 49ers like, right now. We're talking about not wanting to go up against a team that has their third string quarterback is without their top receiver. That says a lot about the way that team is coached. <laughs> like no one wants to see the 49ers it's right coached now. Coached well, their defense is great, and we know Ooh. their offense can still get things done unless Trey Lance suddenly makes a resurgence, <laughs> a reappearance on his robo leg. <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be insane. They don't have luck when it comes to quarterbacks staying healthy. So no. I I don't I don't know what to expect from Josh Johnson. That dude's been around the league since 1986. So I I don't know. <laughs> so that's true. Because isn't Purdy like do we know how long he's out for? Because he got hurt, right? No, no. Purdy he did get hurt, but it was like minor. Okay. They pulled him out at the end just like as a precautionary gotcha. thing. Okay. I think he'll Purdy. he'll be back. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Now, before we go on to our look look ahead, ahead, I do want to have a moment of silence for Mike White. That (laughs) might have been the most vicious hit I have seen in years. I watched that hit. I don't know how many. It must have been like 40, 50 times. And the way he just starts writhing in pain the moment he hits the ground. Like, oh, Oh, my God. That poor man. Brutal. You finally thought you got out of the the Zach Wilson hole. And you're like, oh, Mike White, he's playing good enough. He's young. We'll be good to go. And then that happens. Jets fans have the worst luck. They do. They do. And the thing that is like the icing on top of all of that is the the draft picks that they used on their offensive line. Had they been there, Mike White might have still been alive. Like Elijah Vera Tucker was out, Makai Becton was out. Like both of these guys, high first round picks, both out, and you just you saw them just get out bullied. Like that is that's awful. That hit hurt me. It was a solid form tackle, but just it right was. in his rib cage as he's standing there making the throw, trying to be tough, getting the ball out, and just gets leveled. Oh yeah. When the crazy thing though is like. After the game, he, of course, went to the hospital for, like, of course, rib injuries, chest injuries, internal bleeding or suspicion of internal bleeding. Gets on the the plane ride back with the team, like gets out of the hospital, flies back with the team. Like, I don't think there's anything that Zach Wilson is going to be able to do at this point. Like, hell, after Mike White got hurt, they went to Flacco. They didn't go to Zach Wilson. No, he's he's fuck. He's done. He's done. He's got to be done at this point. We called yeah. it a couple of weeks ago. You're like, what should we do? It's like, no, <laughs> you got to move on from him. He is not good enough for sure. Oh. No, he's there oh. as your backup, the backup to the backup of Joe Flacco. <laughs> 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 uh, and then as soon as the contract allows for it, you move on. Nowadays, uh, teams do that quickly. You should. Oh, yeah. You know, he hasn't shown enough to give promise. You know, there's I'm also like to quote, you know, like to preach 
patience with some people. Mm-hmm. We've seen enough from Zach Wilson. <laughs> I'm out of patience. It's not all that. There's not I'm enough there. Like Daniel Jones, <laughs> we've seen those glimpses where he can throw a deep bomb to a guy, have him lean in his arms, and then the guy just drops it. Yeah. Like that's happened multiple times with him. And you can see those moments where like, oh, if he just had good players, he could probably get it done. Zach mm-hmm. Wilson hasn't shown that ever. No, not at all. And the way that these first round pick, uh, first round uh, contracts are written, moving on from a guy is pretty easy. You can even draft another first or second rounder next year and then see what Mike White's got and then have that guy waiting. You never, yeah. you, know, you can kind of just figure it out. I believe more teams should be drafting more quarterbacks more often and just have them exactly. learning the system, being like ready to go where they they know the terminology, they know the plays, and they can get out there and hopefully then be successful. Yes, but for the love of God, and I will scream this until the day I die, do not take an Alabama quarterback. <laughs> do not take a USC quarterback. Do not take a quarterback with one year starting experience. Like Those are my three. Those are the three commandments when it comes to drafting a quarterback. If you stay away from that, You've got an opportunity for success. I'm gonna leave it there. There you go. That's your high your soapbox. That's my soapbox for I this mean, week. I'm surprised you didn't throw out the "Don't do it for the um, workout warriors." Oh, I I lump that in with in one with, with pro days. With, I was gonna say I lump that in with one year starters. Okay. Okay. Yeah, one year starters, pro day workout warriors. Fuck all that. No, not in the first round. Now, if you want to develop them in like the second or third, fuck yeah, go for it. But not in the first. Not in the first. All right, real quick. I know you said that was the last thing. Just want to yeah. throw this out. I saw a report that uh, Jordan Love would want mm-hmm. a trade if he is not starting quarterback next year. If Aaron Rodgers continues to be starter. Yeah. What team should make that move? That's going to be my question to you. Because that definitely should oh, happen. Oh, shit. What team should pull the trigger? I mean, teams that come to my mind immediately are Indianapolis and Carolina. They they're squandering around. They're squandering and what is it? Quarterback hell right now. Like, I'm not saying Jordan Love is a great player. We just don't know. Like, we saw glimpses of him what two weeks ago, and he looked good. But yeah, I don't know. I called for it right away. He needs to get a chance. He was yeah high pedigree. He was highly rated coming out. Mm-hmm. And then he just got stuck behind an elite once in a lifetime quarterback. And they don't seem to want to move on <laughs> to the next guy. You know, they're not doing what they did last time with Rogers. They're just holding on f- for straws for as long as they can with Rogers. And don't get me wrong. I can understand why. I mean, he put up back to back MVP seasons. I, I get it. But at this point I was calling for Rogers to be benched in f- favor of love when they played the Cowboys. Like, that that starting at that point because you knew where this team was going you need to see what you've got if anything if he plays well he just drives up his price even more in a trade that's true i largely brought this up so i could say i think the commanders should really make a run no love no 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 not because i don't want to see him in our division but i really like sam howell that I really liked him, and I would much rather see what you've got in him than trying to go after someone else's leftovers. I guess I didn't see enough of him come by pre-draft time. I know he was also highly rated, but then he fell to the fifth, right? Yeah, but highly he- rated, 
not only that, but like he's highly rated. He's got high football IQ. He knows how to read a field, which is huge. And he's going to be in your system another year. That's true. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't overlook him just yet. Okay. I just want, like we've seen enough of Heineke. I know he's a backup. I get it. He's not a starter. I've said that this whole time, even though he's better than Wentz. Wentz is done. So, but the love, I think is going to be an intriguing option for quite a few people. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent. Now, I God, we keep getting on these tangents, Matt. You're killing me. We're killing each other. Right? This is now. what we do. This is what we do best. Where does Carson Wentz play next year? It's not the Commanders. Oh, if he plays football, <laughs> he's going <laughs> like, to accept a backup contract. Oh, at this point, uh, that goes without being said for like sure. An eight million dollar backup somewhere. Who needs a good backup quarterback? The Jets. Jets could use it. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if the Cardinals are going to want to stick with Colt McCoy. Maybe they're going to want to get someone else. Like once isn't great, but I think he's better than McCoy. Colt McCoy has been pretty bad. <laughs> That's true. So maybe once can play okay for a couple weeks until, you know, if you're hoping for an early comeback from Murray. I think, and this is going to sound crazy. I think Carson Wentz is going to be a name you're going to hear associated with a lot of teams in the off season. Because one, he's got starting quarterback experience. You know all the all the tangibles. You just want to have him come in to be someone who has experience, who can play if necessary. I honestly, I could see him going to, you know, potentially like the Packers. I mean, there's any number of teams are going to want a quality backup. So, yeah, he's a a very low end starter, but that makes for a very good backup. Hell, Blaine Gabbert is still in the league. What? People, <laughs> this is not a joke. This is not a drill. Blaine Gabbert still collects NFL game checks. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, I don't know enough about like everyone's backup situation, but I feel like the Bengals, they have Joe Burrow gets oh, yeah. hurt often enough. He could go there. He has a lot of weapons and at least to throw to. And we know he's good throwing deep. He's just That's not true. great at throwing it short. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's true. Just then you can just be like, fuck it. Uh, Jamar Chase is down there somewhere. I'm just going to chuck I, it deep. Let him go get him right. <laughs> Close my eyes. Yep, throw it up. Let Jesus take the wheel. See what happens. So I, I don't know. Okay, that's it. That's that it. that really is the last one. That's Let's the last look one. ahead then. Do you have okay. a game we want to predict? Uh yes. I'm looking at the Saturday night game, 8 15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time against the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. Ooh. Hey, good one for the AFC South. The Bills are starting to run away. Can the Dolphins claw back? No, mm-hmm. I don't think so. The Bills were Buffalo. a little bit rocky. I think they're going to be laser focused heading towards the playoffs. They're going to. Well, should I say mm-hmm. that? Because, again, every yeah. time I p- predict the Bills, it's always the opposite. I was going to say, don't don't try to reverse psychology this shit, Matt. <laughs> I feel like I should, though. Again, okay. I said it last week. I'm worried Bills fans are going to kill me if I keep picking <laughs> the Bills and they lose. <laughs> But I'm going to go against my own personal safety here and pick the Bills. Your personal safety means nothing to me as well, Matt. So I'm picking the Bills as well. I think that this game, they rectify or get revenge from the last loss they had against them. And then we continue to see the downturn of the Dolphins. Seems to be the way things are going. So, guys. Don't trust anything I pick. Assume that I'm going to be wrong. It's been terrible lately. <laughs> but Wick called it out. So 
He's been hitting a little bit more than me. Not that we've been all that great this year. So not, no, not great, but I'm better than you. And that's enough. We're going to keep swinging anyway. Exactly. Exactly. And now another game I'm looking at here. And I think it's more so because we were talking about it not too long ago, but the Falcons and the saints game, Desmond Raiders first start the saints led by Andy Dalton. Haven't been the worst. They've been respectable. What happens? Respectable enough to get the four and nine, though. Not amazing. Okay, you if know? it hadn't been for Mark Ingram, they would have had a win against the Bucks. So that's five wins. Oh, so much better. Let's <laughs> see. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one to the Falcons. They're just slightly better. They like the, running the ball. Uh, the Saints haven't been able to do that at all, all that well. <laughs> even with okay. uh, Alvin Kamara, I think. Falcons get the dub, get the win. All right, I'm with you. I'm going with the unknown this year, uh, this game. I'm going with the Falcons. Let's hey, see what happens. Unknown gets you wins. That's how Colts sn- snuck a win in against the Raiders. Of course, the Raiders are just the Raiders. But I was going to say, let's not rule out Josh McDaniels. Like <clears throat> he's awful. <laughs> the man is not here for long. All right, and then what's the last game you're looking at, Matt? I just had it pulled up, and then I got all distracted. Give me one second. Yeah, no worries, man. Um, I don't know. Let's throw this out. Another playoff implication game. 49ers Seahawks. Hmm. Does got injured Debo Samuel. Can the Seahawks start getting some of that momentum back? They keep fading. What happens? Seahawks keep fading. That number one defense is going to be too much for that Seattle offense. I'm going with the 49ers. So Thursday night, prime time. Is it at home at Seattle? I'm going to give it to the 12th man. Let's go. Okay. All right. little deviation, Matt. All right. Well, it looks like you're going two and one this week, buddy. And that's okay. That's respectable. I'm going three and oh. Hey, I need the Seahawks to lose. So, of course, I'm picking them. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, guys, that wraps it up for us. This has been a fucking awesome episode. Ran long, but I'm sure you guys are going to appreciate that. About the same. I don't give a shit. I might throw down a couple bucks on the Seahawks, and that's going to 100% guarantee that loss right there. That's <laughs> <laughs> like was, I'm using my kids' lunch money to make sure that the commanders get into the playoffs. This last week, I was like, oh, let me you know, dip my toes back in. I did a couple $1 bets here and there. Completely missed on everything. <laughs> Even though like, I called the Cowboys a win, but I did the spread, and the spread was so large at the beginning. It was. It was like 15. I didn't do it at that. I did it at eight. And then they win by six or something like that. I was like, God damn you. Matt, you might be the only man I've ever known who goes into copious amounts of debts a dollar at a time. (laughs) (laughs) And nickel and diamond the shit out of me. So it's all about longevity. Throw a dollar on the Seahawks money line and then boom, they're going to lose. It's (laughs) guaranteed. All right. Well, 12th man, you heard it. If they lose, it's because of Matt. I have the receipts to prove it. So <laughs> I tried to do that to the Cowboys and they still ended up winning. Just screwed up my, uh, I didn't do the money line was my problem because I did the spread. And so they made That's sure right. to play poorly enough to stay under that spread. So don't you put any money on my Cowboys. Please don't stay away. Too. Stay away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is it for real guys. Bye till next week. Later.